Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We are located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland. Our pastor is the Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now, today's podcast. And amen. So as our worship leader Johnny was alluding to earlier, we shall be going into the tabernacle today, and we shall be in the book of Psalms, Psalm 84. Psalm 84. So if you can turn to the book, the 84th division of Psalms. Psalm 84. And I shall be coming from the New International Version, Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even fates, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young and place a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are forever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you whose hearts are set on a pilgrimage. Verse 6. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk, for those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Amen, amen. And just today I want to talk about the thought of dwelling with the Lord. Dwelling with the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father Almighty, Lord, we bless you today. We worship you today, and and Father, in light of all that has gone on, and, and today, many of our hearts are heavy. Father, we pray that you would open our minds and our hearts and our spirits to receive your word to receive your message. Father, I pray that you would 
bring us together in a holy sanctuary from as far north as Philadelphia, from as far south as Irmo, South Carolina, from as far west as Killeen, Texas, out to Hebron, Salisbury, Maryland, Norfolk, Virginia, and here in Charles County. Dear Lord, we pray that you would help us to look inside our hearts. Father, we, we pray that when, when we hear your word, that it would sink deep down inside our souls and cause us to go through a transformation to be different people, to be your people. And Lord, we pray that we would not only be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. <clears throat> Sometimes life throws you a curveball. And for those that are avid baseball players and some that might know offhand, uh, when, a, when a pitcher throws you a curveball, curveball comes at you. And they have a way of putting a spin, or they, they do something to the ball, that when the ball is coming towards you and you're, you're standing there ready to hit the ball, at the last minute, the ball can go any direction. Many times in life, the devil can throw you a curveball. Life can throw you a curveball. Many have heard the, 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 the expression or the, the, the sports situation where a batter is standing at the batter's box. And it's a full count. A full count means that the batter has been standing there for a moment. And the pitcher has thrown two strikes, one more strike, and you're out. But also, the pitcher has thrown three balls. If the pitcher throws another ball, then you can safely advance to the next or to the first base. But if the pitcher throws a strike, then you're out of there. A lot of us are in full count situations. We don't know what's coming next. We, 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 we know that, that the, the ball has got to come. But we don't know whether it's going to be a strike. We don't know whether it's going to be a ball. But every time we find ourselves in a situation, when life reels back and throws that ball at us, 10 times out of 10, it's going to be a curveball. It's going to be a curveball. See, see, see this, this, is what, this is what happens. We know that trials are coming. We, 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 we know that things are coming. We, 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 and, and let me just be real. We, we, we know that we're going to lose certain people. But when the time comes, it's, it's hard. But, but, but when, when the time comes, when, when things happen, oh, oh, we're not able to deal with it. We, we, we knew that curveball was coming. We, we, we knew we had a full count. But it's still hard to deal with. Still hard to deal with. 
When life hits you hard, when you don't quite feel like going on, it's easy to think that you can get through this thing by yourself. It's easy to think that you've been abandoned. It's easy to ask questions like, why do bad things happen to good people? You feel like God has abandoned you. Doesn't feel good. But in light of our trials, in light of the many things that we go through, God says this. When life throws you a curveball, come and be a part of my dwelling place. Come and dwell with me. Come and be a part of what I prepared for you. We look in our scripture, and when we look at the situation of the psalmist, when we look at what has been going on, when we study the background, we see number one, the psalmist has been under the attack of the enemy. The psalmist has been going through things, going through trials and tribulations. Many times we feel like we're, we're under the attack of the enemy. Financial situations, home situations, relationship situations. But in the end, we will find purpose. Because when we dwell with God, we find protection. Even though things are coming at us, God still provides us protection because we can dwell with him. And the idea is that when we are faithful to stick by God, no matter what the enemy throws at you, no matter what storms come, you can feel safe. You can feel that you are kept. And you can know that God will provide and protect you. Three things I want to share with you today. First is that God provides us a dwelling place from the enemy. A dwelling place from the enemy. Number two, God provides a dwelling place when we are on the road of life. And then finally, God gives us a dwelling place because he ultimately wants to restore us back to where we were. Verse 1 says this, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young. When we dwell with the Lord, we, we are able to live under love. When we draw close to God, when we, just, just, just like when, when you draw close to someone, uh, that person that has held you up, when, when you draw close to that, that person, that, that, that strength that the person has is able to hold you up as well. When we, when we draw close to God, he holds us up. When we're weak, there are some people that 
say, well, Pastor, hey, you know, I, I, am, I am dwelling with the Lord, but, but, but while I'm dwelling with the Lord, I'm, I'm going through all this pain. You know, I am, I am holding tight to God. I'm, I'm holding on close to him, but why, why, why must I go through all this pain? These are questions that always come up. If I'm dwelling, what, what's going on? But let me just kind of share a couple of things with you before we respond to that. When we look at our scripture, our scripture teaches us because it talks about the birds and the swallows. Well, what are they really trying to say? When we dwell with God, number one, it's a good place for nesting. So let's, let's just try to understand what, what the birds do. If you've, seen, if you've seen a bird's nest up close, if the mama bird lets you get close to it, when you, when you go look at a bird's nest, and I, I've seen a couple, when you look inside the bird's nest, it's a bunch of twigs. Uh, sometimes the, I, I've seen birds take little pieces of plastic, uh, cigarette butts. Uh, they, they, they take a whole, listen, they take a whole bunch of mess. <laughs> see, see they, they take a whole bunch of mess and, and, and they put it together. And this is where they bring up their young. Uh, this is where they, they make their foundation. This is where, where they stand. Well, pastor, what are you trying to say? Listen, when you dwell with the Lord. When you dwell with God, see, he can take all your mess, all of your gossip, all of your little idiosyncrasies, all of that mess that you have in your life and place it properly and, and make it a place where you can lie down and rest. So, so you don't have to worry about all the mess that's in your life. You see, even the birds, they take little broken, broken trees, broken stuff, trash cans, all this stuff. Put all these things together and that's God can do the same thing in your life. It's a place of nesting. God takes your mess and makes your nest. Do we have any nest makers out there? Do we have anybody that feels like they've been thrown away? Do we have anybody out there that feels like your life has no more purpose? Well, God says, just come and dwell with me. We, 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 should, we should desire to, to be with God. See, see, our scripture talks about this dwelling. Dwelling, be, being near. Scripture says, draw draw near to me, but a lot of times we, we don't want to draw near to God until we run into trouble. Oh, can you pray for me? Can, can, you know, all this other stuff going, different things are happening, and, and we want to run to God when we are in trouble, which is fine because we know he can still deliver us. But what our scripture is saying, that, saying today, be near to God all the time. Be close to God all the time. Uh, 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 be beside God, be in his word, be in fellowship with other Christians so that we all can dwell together with God. If you own dogs, I'm not going to talk about Bishop and Gracie today. I'm not going to. But if you own dogs, certain dogs, or I'm going to say most dogs, like to dwell with you. What you talking about, Pastor? I don't own no dogs. Okay, if you don't own no dogs, that's fine. That's fine. When you're walking around the house, oh, look, get, oh, 
dog right down there beside you. When you sit down to eat, trying to enjoy your chicken Rico from off Crane Highway, trying to enjoy your Chick-fil-A, where's the dog at? Dog sitting right there. When, when, when you go, when you go, when you go, there, see, 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 the dog knows that you're going to supply all his needs. Um, see, 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 the dog knows uh, that when feeding time comes, you're going to be the one. You're going to be the hand that 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 feeds the dog. When are we going to learn to dwell with God that way? Uh, no, not just running to God when we need something special. Running to God because we know that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. See, see, the thing that I love about dogs is this. See, because what happens is uh, when, 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 when they hear you pick up the keys, oh, they, they're ready to go. We're going for a ride? We're going for a ride? We're going for a ride, ain't we? We go, we're going for a ride. I remember, I remember last time I heard the keys uh, that, that, that we were going to go for a ride. See, and you start jiggling the keys, they start getting excited. Uh, uh, see, 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 the dogs know that when they ride with mama or when they ride with daddy, that, that, they're, that, that mama and daddy are going to take them out of a place that they're in now to a place that they need to go to. Uh, they know that when they ride with mama and daddy, oh, that they're going to see some new things. When they ride with mama and daddy, they're going to go some different places. And while they're riding out with mommy or daddy, daddy might break them off a little piece of Chick-fil-A fillet and sneak it to them while they're in the backseat. See, God is going to give you a blessing. All you have to do is dwell with him wherever he goes. Just dwell with God. Be right, be, be, be right beside, just like, just like the puppy dog. When, when God walks, you walk. When God says jump, you say how high. When God says go work in this ministry, you say, Lord, I'm committed for the rest of my life. Dwelling with the Lord. But, but, but then we, we want to understand that while we are on our walk, while we are on the road, that we have a dwelling place as well. Verse 6, verse 4 through 6 says this. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Verse 6 is the key verse here. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. Now we've kind of talked about the book of Psalms before and how the writers place intentional imagery in the Psalms, and many times when we read them, we may not understand the context of the original audience. So, so let's just, let me just share what I've learned that we can learn together. We have heard scriptures that talks about when we travel through the valley of death. We, it's a familiar scripture. And we understand that when you're traveling through the valley, we traveling through the valley, that the enemies sometimes can be posted high atop and can attack you. 
that when we are traveling through the valley, sometimes the water doesn't make it down into the valley. So your trip in the valley can sometimes be dry, and on at the same time, the enemies can attack you. See, when we're traveling through the valley, things can be rough. Does anybody have a valley situation that you're in now? Uh, th does anybody have a situation that you're in where you feel like the enemies are attacking you from on high? But not only are the enemies attacking you, you are traveling through the valley and you have no water, nourishment, or replenishment. We follow God. We believe in Jesus Christ. We go to church and we serve faithfully year after year after year after year. And we feel like we're in the valley. We feel like the road is dry. We feel like the enemies are attacking us. But here's the thing I want you to understand. It's year after year. Sometimes it feels like we're not going to ever get out of the valley. It feels like we'll never get relief. But this is what the psalm writers wanted us to understand. If, and go do this later, but I'm just taking my word for it now, but you can, we got to record it just in case you want to come back. The scripture writers place Psalm 84 in the strategic spot of all the psalms. Here's what they do. Psalm 84 is the scripture that talks about dwelling with God. But you see, when I, when I read what these, some of these psalm writers do, psalms writers do, these Bible writers, you know, I think that they, they were just as clever as some of these New Day rappers. Have you ever listened to some of these rap songs that have these hidden meanings in them? You know, you listen to them, so, oh, wait a minute, did I just hear what I heard? Well, well when I was reading through this scripture, I was like, I, I, had, I, I saw something. I said, did I just see what I, what I saw? You see, what the psalm writers did was this. In Psalm 84, they talk about how to dwell with God. But in Psalm 83, they talk about your enemies and your trials and tribulations. Just stay with me for a second. Also, in Psalm 86, they talk about the trials and the enemies that you're going through. And you say to yourself, why, oh God, would you speak to me? Why would you take me from an enemy place to a dwelling with you and then back to an enemy place. This is what God is trying to tell us. This is what he's trying to let you know. That, that when your enemies are, are, have you trapped, he's going to give you a dwelling place. So as you're moving forward, what he wants to let you know that your enemies are behind you, but they're also in front of you. Uh, that's what God is trying to let us know. What he's trying to tell us, you remember, see, when we look in the Bible, it talks about that as they were running from the Egyptians, that Pharaoh's army was behind them. Oh, but the Red Sea was in front of them. But here's the thing. In order for them to get across the Red Sea, they had to dwell with God. And you see, when God puts your enemy in front of you, if you just dwell with God, you can walk across on dry land. So they wanted you to know, say, we're going to write about the enemies before we get to the dwelling. But there are some enemies that are coming. 
There's some enemies that, 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 that are going to come in your life. There's some things that are going to happen. But you still have your dwelling place. You, you still have somewhere. And I, I don't even like to say a place you can run to. I like to say you have a place where you got to stay. We just have to stay in God's presence. So when our enemies are behind us and in front of us, God provides us the way to go through. But, but, but on verse 6, it gets even more, more interesting. It says this. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. Now, one thing that the writers wanted us to know, that the word Baca stands for weeping. Valley of weeping. Why, oh God, would you send me down in a valley of weeping? See, God allows rain to come in our life because without the rain, certain things can't be washed away. Without rain, the harvest of our life cannot grow. Without rain, we are not able to see clearly what God has for us. Many times, the rain comes and washes away illegitimate relationships. Sometimes the rain comes through and washes you out of bad financial practices. Sometimes rain comes in and brings hurt in your heart and you're able to clearly see the changes you need to make in your life. Oh, oh, oh it's, I, I think sometimes that, that we, we should look forward to rain. We should look forward to rain. We should look forward to tears. I was talking earlier about this, 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 this time of reflection for us all. We're crying and we're weeping because we've lost someone that we love and, and that someone is with the Lord. So they're fine. So we got to ask the question, what is God trying to say to us? We're in the valley now. We're crying. We're in the valley and, and, and we're crying and, and God is, 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 is allowing this situation to speak to us. So, so while we're in the valley, what is it God wants us to say? While we're in the valley, while it's raining, I, I was up, I took an a, a early nap last night, and I was up late. Woke up this morning. First lady said, it was raining last night, wasn't it? I was like, yeah. See, <clears throat> I got up and I went and looked out the window. Oh, it was raining, what did it say? Cats and dogs and elephants and cats. The rain was coming down and it was, it was, the rain was coming, the rain was coming. See, I would have normally had been asleep. But I happened to be up and this is what God said, this is what God said to me. What you need to realize is that during this particular storm, you were awake. But there's been a bunch of storms that have happened in your life that I have delivered you from that you knew nothing about. 
I, 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 wanted, I wanted to shout around the house, but the first day to know I'm clumsy, I probably would have knocked something over. But, 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 but God spoke to me last night to say this. Sometimes in your dwelling place, the storm comes, but he delivers you from it, and you have no idea that he has protected you. So as you're walking, you see, see the, the dwelling place, the, the, the dwelling place, one thing I want before I move on, I want to share with you. See, we've, we've been watching the Olympics, and, and, and I happened to be on the, uh, the website, and I was just curious. Let's see, I wonder how the United States do it, is doing with the gold. So I went, I think right now we're leading, but the Holy Spirit said, well, scroll down and see who don't have nothing. I don't know why. I just, I was, I said, okay. And I, it, it, was a, it was a lot of people that had no goals. They had any gold medals. And I thought to myself, what a shame. This is what I thought initially. I said, what a shame to go all the way to the Olympics and not win anything. But then the Holy Spirit kind of smacked me around. He said, you do realize that they went to the Olympics and you didn't go. You see, you see, a lot of times we're looking for gold medals in life. Oh, I just want to thank God that you got me in the Olympics of life. That I don't have to have a gold medal. You woke me up. You started me on my way. You gave me the activity of my, I don't, you don't have to give me a gold medal. I'm just happy to be competing. I can be dead last every time. I'm coming. They go running again. Oh, I'm just happy to be in the race. I'm just happy. You see, see, because the word of God says the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but the one that endureth to the end. So run this race. While you are dwelling with God, run this race and allow God to use you. But then finally. As God, as we are dwelling with God and we're running through this race, we should know that the ultimate goal is that we are restored. It's, it's, it's not God's intent just to keep us because many, many of us can think that, oh, you mean I just got to be in this bad situation all the time? You mean I just got to be going through hurt and trials and tribulations all the time? Am, am I ever going to get any peace? Well, well, yes. God has taken us from this position of being attacked by the enemies to a place of restoration. Well, how do you know? Well, it's in the scripture. Verse 11 says this. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing. Listen, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk, whose walk is blameless. God is not going to hold any good thing from you. Even though the storms are coming, even though the, the rain. You see, see, it was storming last night. The rain was falling. The, 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 but see, I, I would still be able to look in the refrigerator and get me a nice uh, cold Sprite. Uh, I was able to go and sit down and, and, and study and prepare. See, the listen, the rain is going to come. Life is going to happen, but God is still keeping you. And not only is God keeping you, he's keeping you pretty good. Oh, you're eating. I know I'm eating. You can look at me and tell that I'm eating. You're relative, relatively protected. Oh, 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 oh. And, and I come out on Wednesdays. I'm able to hang out on, on um, 
on Wednesdays and I go around with, with First Lady every couple weeks and we deliver meals. There's this one homeless man that we give meals to every week. Every week, this brother is grateful. It's my understanding that he lives out in the woods. But here's the thing, he's faithful. He's faithful because he knows that every Wednesday, God is gonna provide him with a meal. He knows that God, not metropolitan, God is gonna feed him. Wouldn't it be good if we just had that trusting God, just knowing that he's gonna supply all our needs? He's there every Wednesday. He's there waiting for God to bless. But, but do we have that expectation? Do we have an expectation? Listen. Do we have an expectation, not obligation, do we have an expectation that God is going to bless our church, bless our families? You see, it's just like when I was talking about the, uh, the puppies or, or your dogs. You see, after they took the first ride out with daddy, they knows what's going to happen. But when they hear those keys jiggling again, they get excited. Do we hear the keys of God jingling in our minds? Do we hear the keys of God jingling in our church? And are you excited? And do you know that he's going to do a great thing? So I was sharing with you, we can expect a restoration. So here's how it goes. As, and as I get ready to close, here's the thing. Remember how I said that Psalm 84 is positioned in the middle of trouble. I said Psalm 84 was the dwelling place and that Psalm 83 was the enemy. And I said that Psalm 86 was the enemy. Well, ain't nobody asked about Psalm 85. Okay, so, okay, I got a couple minutes. Okay, so let me just rewrite real quick. Re remember a few months ago, I, I shared with everybody that our Psalms, Book of Psalms, can be considered to be like a little mini hymn book. Okay, so in other words, you sing this verse, and then there's a verse that happens. You see, Psalm 85 is really the chorus of Psalm 84. You see, because this is what happens. First, God tells you to dwell with me. And then as he's going into the chorus, we go through the bridge. You see, the bridge is a spot that sets you up for what God is going to do. Um, oh, I'm sorry, what a song is going to do. So, so verse 11 is really just the bridge of the song. Let me revisit it. It says, for the Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. Here we go. Listen, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk whose walk is blameless. See, he's setting us up because now he's going to jump in the Psalm 85 and take it home. Well, this is what it says. Psalm 85 verse 1 says, it says, You, Lord, showed me favor in your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You gave the, you forgave the iniquity of your people and covered their sins. Oh, this is good. Verse 3 says, You set aside all your dwells. So in other words, when you dwell 
done with God, God is going to set aside all the draft. Verse 4 says this, restore us again, God our Savior, and put away your displeasure. You see, when you dwell with God, uh, God says he's going to restore you. You see, in Joel 2.25, it says, I will repay you for the locusts that have eaten everything on your life. You have plenty to eat until you, uh, until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God forever, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. And it says, verse 9, Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in your land. Land, love, faithfulness, and meet together. See, God tells us here that as, as he's writing in our Psalms that, that, that he's, when we dwell with him, he's going to restore us and he's going to love us. You see, Psalm 23 says this, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Here we go. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff have comfort, will comfort for me when you dwell with God he will provide you peace he will provide you protection but his ultimate goal is to restore you to bring you back to where you were to give you back everything that the devil stole from you to bring your marriage back together to bring your families back together to bring those wayward children back home God says if you dwell with me my goal is to restore you it's not just about being stuck in the muck and mire. You know, we hear that all the time. Well, if I'm not leaving the storm, I'm going to not. You know, I, you know that's true, but you know, I, I get a little tired of hearing that. It's true, and I know God is going to keep me, but, but, but where is the restoration? It says it right here in the scripture. God's ultimate goal is to restore us, to build us up. We're going to get through this time of mourning. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to be able to move on. We're going to be able to move on. But, but God, see, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for this church. Every pastor, every church, every, every church member that's, that's listening now, God has a plan for your pastor, for your church to move out into the world. So we can say today that when we dwell with the Lord, that God will provide us a place from the enemy. When we dwell with God, he will keep us while we're on this road. He will be with us while we're in the valley. And when we cry those tears, when, storm, when storms come, we know they have to come because that's how we are built up and that is how our harvest will grow. And God does all of these things because down the road and even now, God desires to restore you to where you need to be in him. And the people of God said, amen. amen. <clears throat> so <clears throat> maybe you've been listening now and you're in a place you feel like you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. You may be struggling with family, family issues, financial issues, mental issues. But the message today is that you can find a dwelling place in God. So we want to invite you 
to let Jesus in your heart. And we want to pray the sinner's prayer today. So if you don't know the Lord, we ask that you would pray with us. Or maybe you do know the Lord, but you have fallen away. And you want to recommit your life to Christ. You can also pray with me. So let's go to the throne of grace at this time. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And for too long, I kept you out of my life. Right now, I accept that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died on the cross and rose on the third day. And now I confess that I will follow him from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, then you just gave your life to Christ. We invite you to continue to connect with us on Facebook. Continue to connect with us on Zoom. And on the third Sunday in September, our doors will open. And so we invite you to come out and worship with us. So we shall now go to our virtual altar prayer and wherever you are, I ask that you would bow your heads and just ask God to speak to you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit us at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.